Hello, unicorns. It's Toby Ann, and this is Satisfied Generator. So I don't know about you guys, but this has been a very interesting week. First, we're all feeling the effects of the full moon in Pisces that just happened. If you're listening today, this is Saturday. So uh, it happened at like, I don't know, five something this morning. And I actually woke up at like three o'clock in the morning. I felt it so big. And I made sure that I did some work to like harness the power that was coursing around. Um, usually on full moons, like big ones, like uh, major events, like a spring full moon or a harvest full moon. Um, I will do like a moon water where, you know, I just get a big jug of nicely uh, distilled water, throw my good crystals in it, set it outside on the, on the patio and let the moon do its work. Uh, for this one, I did that last night. Plus, you know, charged all the crystals, all the good, all the good energies are coming around. And I love this one because my moon sign is actually Pisces, which is kind of funny because I'm emotionally undefined. And usually Pisces is a very emotionally charged uh, astrological sign. So um, I'm emotionally undefined. But where it does come into play for me is that I feel everything outside of me. So if I'm by myself, like just hanging out solo, just chilling, I don't really feel like emotional waves. I can, I'm just kind of like, eh, whatever. But I'm very influenced by the environment. So like movies, TV, books that I read that are emotionally charged, like those, those get me hard. Um, also, if I'm around anybody who's super emotional, like most of the time I will like pick it up and carry it. So um, in like movies and TVs and books, like if there's anything suspenseful or extremely emotional, I, I have to leave the room or quit reading it. I just, I feel it too hard. And it like is almost gets like that hard to breathe feeling like I'm choking or drowning. But anyway, back to this full moon. So this full moon is a time to release and get introspective on what do you, what you want to bring in for the next cycle. So knowing that this was the energy that was around the vortex, I went all in emotional, spiritual, physical release, and then moving into that next version of myself. So I'm going to tell you about a couple of things that I did in order to get there. So I highly recommend reading a book called Existential Kink by Carolyn Elliott. It's pretty deep and it sometimes ventures into the taboo, but the practice has really shaped like my thoughts about who I really am. So in conjunction with human design and the gene keys, like really kind of studying that shadow work topics, I, I guess that's like, I guess that's my jam. I like it. So I also took the leap and joined the Electric Yes membership community yesterday because I just had this feeling like this was the time. It was my big old fuck yes generator response. So Carolyn Elliott also leads this electric yes, and it is based on the existential kink work, but it goes way beyond. It goes into like magic and mysticism and spirituality and sex magic and hermeticism and all sorts of really juicy, dark goodness that I guess that's like the shit that I really am into right now. So um, if you are curious about the book, Existential Kink, I'm going to link it in the notes. It's been out for a few years, but for some reason, I just felt like it was the time to cannonball into the deep end of my spiritual journey. And so far, I'm not drowning. So that's pretty great. Also, 
this Mercury is in the Gatorade until October 1st. This is not, it's not like everybody shits themselves over Mercury retrograde, but literally like this one is not as bad as everyone thinks. So they like to make it out to be. So like if you focus on, if you're just out here acting like a fool and you're just going to blame everything on Mercury retrograde, that's on you, bro. But this retrograde is in Libra. Thank you. You're welcome. So it is a shift in balance. So you kind of want to just focus more. It's also, fo it's focused more on relationships. So um, I would watch where you might feel out of balance in your relationships and watch the way you communicate and you'll be fine. So enough of the cosmic weather reporting and into the meat of this episode. So this episode is going to be about what do your sun gates have to tell you? So for this topic, we're going to be using both human design and the gene keys because they're so adaptable and they go well together like peanut butter and jelly. Great and useful on their own, but so much better together. And caveat, if you don't like peanut butter and jelly, I don't know what is wrong with you or who hurt you, but I suggest you seek counseling. So, all right, sun gates. These are the top positions on either side of your body graph. So if you're looking at a body graph and if you're not to play along, looking at a body graph, body graph, <laughs> the sun glyph is a circle with a dot in the center. So that's going to be your top box on either side. So the number in black is going to be your conscious sun. So that's going to be on the right side of your chart. This is what you are aware of. It's the biggest influence on your personality. So it's calculated by the sun's position at the exact time of your birth. So it carries a lot of energy throughout your life. It is basically what makes you shine. It is your energy, energetic signature. So that number after the dot is the line that the sun was in at the calculation. So just taking my chart because I'm looking at it, my chart, my sun gate is 32 and the line is two. 32.2. So if you look at yours, it'll say whatever number dot, whatever. So the number after the dot is the line that the sun was in at the same calculation. So if you look at the chart as a mandala or a circle, the gates are all around the outer circle. And then each gate is divided into six sections. So this is why <clears throat> when we do a reading, we ask for the exact birthday time, birth time, because the calculations they can change within a matter of minutes because you're going to be the heavens move the, the ast astrological signs move and think of it like a clock. So if your gate is the three on the clock, then the line would be the second hand ticking off one little section at a time. So as, as the heavens move, you're looking at timing and movement. So your sun gate in red on your left side, is your unconscious position. So this is calculated 88 days or degrees on that circle before your birth. So the unconscious is your design information. And if you listened to the previous episode where we talked about the vehicle, the passenger and the driver, the design equals the vehicle. So it's your body information. <clears throat> Excuse me. The unconscious sun is what's running in the background. So it's an influential energetic field that you won't always feel or notice, but it could very well be the thing that sets you up for failure or success. 
So mine is 62.4. So it's gate 62 in line four. So that, that energy for me is, it's all about details and it's all about intellect. So if you're looking at it through the, the window of line four, it's all about those things in relation to a network, to a, a group of people. So let me get back to my, there we go. Did a little detour on my laptop. So we're going to take Harry Styles as our example for this, uh, this episode here. So we're going to go through his conscious son and his unconscious son placements. So his conscious son is gate 19, line five. So 19.5. This means that his gate 19 is in the fifth line. So gate 19 is wanting. That's the name of the gate. So it is located in the root center on the right side, and it is reaching towards the emotional solar plexus. Uh, it's also, the root center is also a pressure center. So this is the, the pressurized emotions. So he has the full 1949 channel of sensitivity here. So the 19 on the root is going to connect to the 49 on the emotional solar plexus. So he has this whole channel here. So he, now this gives him emotional authority as well, because the, once the emotional solar plexus is connected, it automatically becomes the authority. So the shadow of gate 19 is codependency and the gift is sensitivity. So these show you a lot about who he is as a personality because he builds intense relationships with his fans and then creates bonds over time and his relationships will fall under that same influence. So he can either have a codependent relationship or he can be very, very sensitive. Um, through the fifth line view, it gives him the ability to be a delegator who likes to maintain control. So he's in charge of his image and he chooses who he aligns with to build his influence. And if he keeps it emotionally sensitive, it works. If he falls into codependency, that's when he's in the shadow. So, uh, you know, like his relationship with one direction that could fall into a codependent shadow relationship because they were considered a group where none of them could technically exist without the other. They were supposed to be in this group. And he is so far the most famous out of all of them. So he took that shadow of codependency and he transmuted it into the gift of sensitivity and used it to his advantage. So his unconscious son is gate 1.1. So gate one, which is self-expression through line one. So it's located in the identity center and it's in the center of the chart reaching towards the throat center. He also has the full channel of inspiration here. So this is connecting the eight on the throat center, which is at the bottom center, and the one at the top of the identity or G center. So that is the full channel of inspiration. So this gives him the energy of speaking and manifesting through his identity. He's going to connect by sharing his personal thoughts, his experiences through his voice, which is perfect because he is a very thoughtful and emotional performer. So the shadow of gate one is entropy and the gift is freshness. So entropy is a black hole or a lack of feeling. 
So think of entropy as, as nothingness. So gate one is, is the first gate of the I Ching. And it's, it's also like the gate of creation. So you think of going through the whole entire human, human experience, you go from gate one, which is creation. It's the beginning. It also is a very masculine energy to it. So, and he does have a ton of masculine energy in his chart, which we'll talk about a little, in a little bit later, but, um, his biggest obstacle throughout his life is going to be bouts of darkness. It's going to be this entropy feeling, this lack of feeling, or this feeling like nothing means anything. So his gift of freshness, I like to, whenever I think of this gift, I think of like a spring shower. So it's the thing that brings all newness into the world. It's the energy of inspiration in form which is exactly what he brings to the world. He's a fresh new perspective that can change the landscape. He can change people's thoughts. Like um, the fact that he's very androgynous in his dressing and his, you know, his, his physical, um, how he shows up in the world. It's very androgynous, even though his chart and everything about him is highly masculine. He does connect the feminine part of it. And that is what makes him new and interesting. His perspective on the world is, is very much freshness. So other keynotes that I saw in his chart is that he has high sound determination. So it's very, very on brand for a massive music artist of his level because he thrives in the loudness. He thrives the louder the cheers and the music, the better he feels. So it's the perfect environment for somebody that's high sound. And back to the masculine energy, he's a quad left which is, it means that all four of his variable arrows. So on the genetic matrix site, I know for sure you will see all of the variables, but there are two red arrows and two black arrows on either side of the chart. Those are called your variables. So all four of his face left. So this is a more masculine energy. So this is gives him an active brain and a strategic mind, which are two things that you can see very much. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's building his influence. So it is a very calculated and even though it's fun, even though it's fresh, even though it's new, it is very calculated. He He's a very, very smart performer. So overall, just by knowing those two key points in his chart, you can see that he's living very, very true to his design. So digging deeper will probably only show more alignment. So that's it for Harry Styles. And I want to tell you about next steps. So if you want to know more about your sun gates and what they have to tell you, go to the links in the notes and schedule your reading with me. We go through this information and more to give you a true picture of all the energy that is you. And Unfuckwithable is coming up quickly. And I actually have had the nudge to push the opening date back a bit because of the retrograde energy. And I'm just over here, like responding like a generator to my energetic nudges. So I'm still doing the live masterclass on Monday, the 12th on Instagram. And the info for that will be on the show notes with a link to my profile. So you can go check that out. And that's it for this week. Don't freak out about Mercury retrograde. You guys are cool. It's good. I promise. Bye.